Welcome to High Cheese, a podcast featuring four managers from a 22-team score sheet fantasy baseball league, talking about our fantasy baseball dreams and the larger narratives attached to Major League Baseball in general. I'm Darren Clark, welcoming you to There's Just Four Weeks Left in the Season edition of High Cheese. Today we talk some big trade deadline deals for many of the managers in the podcast, the latest pennant chase stories in the Major League Baseball, and oh yeah... The cat is back. Enjoy. What's our favorite dive bar on front street? Which one? Oh, uh, Summit. Summit. Summit got bought by a real estate agent, so you know what it's going to become. Nah. Right. It's going to become condos. So I'm not sure how much it'll be missed, but in the lore of Thoral, right? I mean, but remember we went there and it was kind of fun. Just yeah, it this. like it's something about going to dive bar. You just don't have to worry about anything. You know, there's no pretense. You're just you are who you are. Went for uh, there was a place around the corner from here. I drove by it all the time. So it was wood fired oven. So me and my neighbor, I go, I want to go there. Want to go there? It was the diveiest dive bar in the world. And she's like, and I'm like, this is great. Who cares? Yeah, like yeah. you just what you said. You don't have to be anything. In fact, if you tried, you might be in trouble. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> just, absolutely. Just enjoy the pizza was really good and enjoy your Coors Light because that's what you're getting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's that's perfectly like, fun. When we went to the dock on Ontario Street, I don't know if you remember the dock on Ontario Street. There's a lot of wood paneling in it. This is the way mm-hmm. I'd put it. It's a lot of wood paneling and old plaques from hockey leagues that disbanded about yeah, 40 yeah, yeah. years ago. That's right. So we go oh, in there. Sponsors. Yeah. And I used to go in there. I love it. was my favorite dive bar. And so we went in. It's closed now, of course. Um, and the waitress comes over and I say, oh, you know, I have a, a Guinness. And Caroline says, uh, what, what kind of wine do you have? And I'm like, <laughs> why? I think red, the, I think red, the girl said, red or white. Red and white. Red. Red and yeah. White. Yeah. One's in a bigger box than the other one. So <laughs> you know, I, don't, I said to her after the waitress left, I said, are you trying to embarrass me? Is that what you're trying to do right now? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> What's going on with our boy Bobby here? Jesse said he's going to be late. I know Bobby's cutting in and out. It seems like cutting out, or just well, just we can't see you anymore. Can't see you anymore. Okay, hold on, hold on. I think Bobby had some elaborate setup that he had anticipated. It's not, yeah. Not Can you see me now? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. So I'm trying to conserve battery power on my phone because my phone's getting a little bit older, my, uh, my iPhone. And anytime I play Spotify on my phone, the battery just like, it goes from 50 to zero within like 10 minutes. Yeah. So I turned down my brightness. Uh, my volume is way down. I'm trying to make it to the end of this. But if I do happen to disappear, it just means my phone died and I got the tablet right next to me. So I'll be back in within like two minutes. Okay. Do you ever think maybe you can serve energy on your phone by not flipping it so much? You know, being yeah, possibly. Flip phone. And, yeah. yeah sorry. <laughs> I just you were like the last guy yeah. I knew who has a, had a flip phone. Yeah. 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 That was my re- rebellion against our technology em- employer, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, I up until this date, I still have never had a contract. Um, I'm still on, uh, like a basic unlimited text messaging, $10 a month. Seriously? So 
Yeah, I've survived wow. until the age of 32 with just unlimited texting and I'm paying $10 a month. So I'm happy. Wow. And how much for phone and all that? For the phone? Yeah, like how much oh, I, to use I can't, the phone? I can't phone. He doesn't use a phone. He just says pays $10 for text. I can't even believe that plan still exists. Yeah, right? they had to grant it with me in about two years ago. Well, what is this? What are we doing here? How do you do this? I, I had to download Internet? the Zoom app. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Actually, I'm quite impressed. <laughs> yeah. Hey, good for you. It's, it's a lot cheaper, that's for sure. So yeah. I guess Jesse's going to be a little bit late tonight. What's, what's uh, Which is a plate? shame, but we can kind of get started. I must be a work thing with Jesse, I would imagine, because I know work's been kind of crazy for him. So we've got 25 games left to go. We had some really big deals at the deadline. So we'll review where we stand on our score sheet and Major League Baseball draft. We did two weeks ago to see, bring us up to date, do our usual MLB roundtable, Jesse Jalopies if he shows up, and maybe a few three true outcomes. So standings through 137 games, Bobby and I both 85 and 52, both first in our division. I got a two-game lead on Jesse. It's remarkable. I got very lucky this week with some weak opposition. BC's one game ahead of Lucas Heimbaugh's Heimba, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, Guerrilla Warfare. Jesse, two games behind me, two games ahead of David Boscombe, three ahead of the Magjukas, both from our division in the wildcard race. He's got the second spot in the wildcards race. Mal, 72-65, second in division. Eight okay. games behind Billy Martin's rejects. Not yeah. looking good for Mal. No, it's just pretending. Pretender all the way. You just don't have – I was looking at teams for trades and stuff, and you just don't have the bodies, right? Like, it's just – No. You no. don't. You just, we're, we're just trying to finish above 500 here. It's a big deal in our market. <laughs> See yeah, how it so, goes. See how it so goes. How are you feeling about where you're at, Bobby? I guess I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I mean, first place, there's nothing wrong with that. And considering – all of us at the top are still like right there at the top. Nobody has dropped off. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a dog fight at this point. And Lucas and I have just flip-flopped. I think the last four weeks or so um, he's been in first, I've been in first back and forth. So I would expect that for the next few weeks. I don't see myself going five and one every week. Uh, I'm going to have some, some bad weeks, but yeah, I think uh, Lucas and I are going to be right there within a game or two of each other right at the very end. It's funny, a few weeks ago, well, it would have been a month ago, there was a tie in the one division between Hoover and Byers, I believe it was. Or Byers, wow, it was Hoover. Man, did he ever fall. Remember they were tied for first place, and now he's up by eight. Eight? Or 11, 11 games. What? They were tied for first in the roof division. Or yeah. It was Kevin Byers, and I believe Hoover was in second at that time. And he's 12 games behind. So he's Holy. just completely falling off the map. I think he's got one in 11. How painful must that be to watch? Yeah. Is it injuries? Oh, you know what? I don't know. 
it could be Bassett got hurt for him. DeGrom's been hurt for him. So he's, I mean, those are pretty big losses for him, no doubt. On offense, must have just been guys. Bell, he's got Bellinger. How, like, I'll say I'm so sick of some of the guys on my team right now. So sick of them. Like a whole season of some guys underperforming. We're just like, I don't even want to see you. I don't even want you on my team. If I could drop you, I would drop you. You, you know? But imagine watching Cody Bellinger all year. Oof. And no. they're like, because I don't have a guy who's that good doing that number horribly. one, doing that horribly. Yeah. But that's just such a I know, greater. You, you can't take him out because you always expect him to turn it around, right? Right. It's yeah. Just... It's kind of funny because the game I'm watching right now, he's up at bat and his uh, his average is 165. Oh, and God. in the game the other night, I think it was uh, it was last night. Um, I was watching the game and Edmonds was doing the the color for the Cardinals. I think he's big time jerk but anyways that's different story um but Edmonds is saying you know isn't it really nice to have a guy like Bellinger hitting eighth in your lineup because uh if you throw a fastball down the middle he can he can put it in the seats and I felt like saying like do that to anybody and they can put it in the seats like this guy's hitting a buck 65 he's swinging for the fences every single pitch um, he's got no clue up there, but yeah. I guess they're saying that the, the surgery, the soldier, the shoulder surgery that he had, um, a lot of players, it takes a lot of time to revamp their swing. So hmm. I don't know why he's, he's still playing in, in the bigs, if that's the case, but they're saying that, uh, there's a big track record of guys that had the same surgery, like big name players that it takes them pretty much a full year to, to get their swing back. Well, it sure has. <laughs> it makes as much sense as anything. Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, that's so rare to see a guy who's that good of a player. There was nothing fake about what he'd accomplished. And it seemed like he still hadn't entirely crescendoed yet. You know, he's so, he's so young. And for him to crater like that, that makes as much sense as anything. I'll believe it. In yeah. the absence of a better explanation. Yeah. Like he's on crack. You know what other guy? Yeah, the other guy that they were talking about, I was listening to the radio today, and, and the Yankee beat guy was on Toronto radio talking about the thing. And they're talking about Joey Gallup. And mm. and he's being booed and he's playing terribly. And 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 I and I'm like, is anybody surprised at this? Like no. like the before the deadline, where everybody's talking about Joey Gallup, like he's there saying he's a great right field, like a great player. Mm. He's a great right fielder, and I, and I'm like I'm not like from what? Like he seems like that typical ball player of, of this era where where you're you're putting up some yeah. decent like if numbers, somebody was gonna OBP somebody, and you want to get him out, you get him out. Yeah. You know? He could be the sponsor for the three out true outcome segment we have here. Right. He would be like the him. ultimate symbol. Yeah. I actually wrote down his stats. He was one of my subjects I was gonna talk about. Um, the three true outcomes. So of his 539 plate appearances, 319 of them have been either a home run, a strikeout or a walk. So he's got, he's got 31 home runs. He's got 102 walks and he's got 186 strikeouts. Like the strikeouts and walks to me. And you know what? And add to the fact that what we're talking about here is he didn't add, get added to a team. That, like Tampa Bay, like Tampa Bay Rays adding him 
that I would have thought, okay, well, he kind of compliments. He'll be a different look for that offense. Right, I don't right, know if that right, makes right. sense. The Yankees are like double, triple, quadruple. I don't know what comes after quadrupling down <laughs> on guys who just are all or nothing guys. Right. And I don't know, like, I wouldn't goes, want an offense that was that one-dimensional. We were just counting on guys that hit a home run. Right, because when home. it goes sideways, it goes sideways. Yeah, you know? it's not. What was the year when was kind of the big year for that? Would have been the A's, the all-or-nothing kind of three-two outcomes thing. I, I don't know. I don't. It's to me, it's horrible to watch. So I, I could say I have a bias against it anyway. I don't want to watch too. baseball where it's just big lumbering guy going up there and swinging and missing or hitting a home run every time. But beyond that, I, I just don't think, as far as having a competitive team, it's a good idea to have so many of those guys. Right. And, and like if just the, the surprise that he's doing this is what surprises me. Like, I kind of expected this in big moments. I don't know. What's his like, ops? Like, have you got a stats up there in front of you, Bobby? I don't. Okay. Well, because I would not imagine horrible. it's probably his, not horrible. Yeah. There's the thing his ops is probably like relative to his career. I doubt it's that different. Right. He's, he's just Joey Gallo, who he always was. Yeah. And there was some buildup, like he was the greatest guy ever, because I was reading that hype at a Texas before they were trading him. It's like, that's just, no. And on top of it, to hear he's like, perhaps the best right fielder. And I'm like... Uh, defensively? Yeah, defensively. I'm like, what planet are we living on? Like, I've never thought that. I'm not saying he's bad, but right. what, what are we doing here? <laughs> it's like... Good, good for Texas, I guess, but uh, I don't know. It just kind of shocked me when people are surprised by it. It was like, no, this is kind of what you get in big moments, I think, with Joey Gallo. And you're probably more prone to the strikeout than the other possible outcomes when when it matters a lot. That's honestly, just my feeling, anyway. And if I'm a pitcher, I, I like that. I know the guys. Like, It's a pain in the ass when you got guys, those 12, 14 pitch at bats. They're a pain in the ass for pitchers. Ooh, you start questioning yourself and you're like, I don't know what to throw at this point because yeah. I've used each pitch three times yeah. and you don't know how to get a guy out and it rattles you. Mm-hmm. Having a little speed on the bases will rattle a pitcher, right? Now you sure got this does. other thing to think about and you got a guy at the plate that you can't get the ball past. And nobody's saying that we're, let's go back to, you know, dead ball era. But a little diversity in your attack, I mean, to me, it only makes sense that you right. want that. It, it, I think you just right. I think you have a better chance to win, <laughs> not not yeah. just preference or not. You know, it just I think it's there's more to it than just how you accrue your, your OPS. You know what I mean? There's more to right. it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So I just thought, thought I'd throw that out there. It just kind of blew my mind listening to that stuff today. Mm-hmm. So, so. We well, yeah, I wanted to ask about what do we got here to talk about? Why don't we talk about some of the trades? I actually had, and we can get Bobby's on this one, some of the, the bigger trades that happened after we spoke last week and prior to the trade deadline that happened this Monday at 1 o'clock. So Jesse made a few trades. We'll skip past them for now and see if he doesn't show up. Bobby traded, Bobby and Jesse made a deal, Trevor Bauer for Archie Bradley. So and I, I kind of was busting Jesse's balls about picking up Trevor Bauer Stop. for the obvious for the obvious reasons, but I don't know what, what was your, what's your take on it? Mal, I'd like your take on that. Well, trip. I have a question first. So, sure. so by quite is it, he's eligible for the postseason? Is this or no? Like if he doesn't pitch in September, he, oh, I, I don't think Jesse, jo- at all you can't, thought about, 
you can't use him for any innings in the playoffs because he pitched. Yeah, if they don't pitch in the next month, they don't. They can't pitch for you in the playoffs. Okay, I was just curious if that was something. So, sort of how it works is to give you a breakdown. It's sixty. The stats right, they use 60, for playoffs 60-40 before the this Monday, forty percent after. Obviously, I just wasn't sure if you could use part of the sixty. Yeah, their playing time is based on how much they play now over this month. Yeah, I so was if a guy is done like Lasiga from the Yankees yeah, got hurt yeah, like yeah. Sunday. So right. he probably won't pitch for me at all. Uh, right, unless he which comes back. Which is a back, shame. Which is shoulder, yeah. right? Shoulder rotator, straight rotator cuff doesn't yeah. give me a lot of confidence. In this. No, no, yeah, yeah. but I'm sure they'll be forcing him back if they can. They'll try, oh, but cool. it's, you know, it probably could work out worse. Could work out worse. Could work it's usually out how worse. it works out, and then they, they try, it doesn't work, and then they give up, and a guy gets rotator cuff surgery or whatever. Okay. So I, I, I got to admit, I was pretty shocked that Jesse did that. Um, I, I'm curious to hear what his thoughts were. Maybe Bobby could fill us in. There's the two, two, two trades. One, and I, I also saw Wade Miley's name pop up again for another key key run into September here to impact some, someone else's club. So, um, what what was with the Bauer move, Bobby? What was what were those conversations like? Well, I had posted to the league that uh, both he and Ozuna were available for next to nothing because I was willing to take next to nothing for them. I don't, I don't really want them moving forward. And they're both keeper-worthy players if they're going to play. So I thought somebody out there has to have some kind of interest. I'm actually kind of surprised that Ozuna didn't get any interest because I think, I think he's in less hot water than Bauer just mm-hmm. because of the amount of talk that's going on around Bauer. But uh, He had a quiet start to the season though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very so probably quiet. what? He's like 30. Am I about right there? 30. So 30 quiet starts of season, a little bit of noise around stuff. Maybe people are just like, why? Yeah. And at a position where, I mean, Bowers, Bauer is the elite one out of the two. Clearly. Yeah. So I wouldn't take him. Um, and it's not like I'm super idealistic on this one. I just don't like, I just don't like that whole scene. I got to say that I think is one of the hardest ones for I don't I just hope justice gets applied to, to the people involved. The, the woman that was impacted, obviously, and, and anybody else, it's, you know, it's it's such a crazy scenario. And like oh. I, I started to read some of it and I was like, I just don't want to read this anymore. So I can't really have an educated opinion because I just don't want to know as much as you need to know to have one on this. Do you know what I mean? You started to read it too, right? Yeah, it it turned into a really, like it it made you feel just bad reading it. Like it turns into a sketchy situation because it's just, you don't want to take a side because you just, you you don't want to. And I didn't want to be involved with it at all. I haven't read much on it. I started to like you did. And then I just kind of checked out and I thought, well, I'm the last guy that anybody's going to want an opinion on a story like this i mean yeah. aside from this podcast so we're probably better off just to stay away from this topic honestly because none of us read it in full right right yeah so let's just get away from it honestly it's not a great topic so archie Bradley, there's more there's there's educated people out there to give educated opinions on the legal things and people can seek that out if they wish you know archie bradley go ahead bobby yeah so uh jesse reached out i was floored when he said that he wanted bauer um, and then my first reaction was that like, 
I'll take anything. And he offered a couple of relief pitchers. I pretty much had my, my choice out of three or four guys. So I took Bradley. Um, I feel like Bradley's got a little bit of upside in, in Philadelphia with them being in the hunt. Um, he's a veteran guy in their bullpen. So I think they're going to turn to him when the games matter. So I thought I would, I'd bring him on for some depth. Um, the, a little bit of strategy with this was I knew that if Jesse wanted him now, he's going to want to keep him. So I thought, great, this guy might never pitch in the big leagues again. We really don't know. Um, sure, I'll, I'll trade this keeper-worthy player to Jesse and force him, kind of like Chess, to, to keep him if he thinks he's going to play again and not use that keeper spot on another one of his really quality players. So it was a little bit of a chess move because I figured Jesse's going to have a big decision to make in about four or five months on whether he wants to keep this guy. And if he chooses to keep him, it's just a big decision. He might have to, uh, to eat later in the in next season. We've had this conversation. I don't know if you remember this line because we were talking about, I think, hockey. And I've always said to Jesse, just because you make one bad move doesn't mean you have to make a second one. Like one bad move should never force you to make a second one. You got to be willing sometimes to be like, I screwed up there. Because the easy way for him to look at it would be like, if he didn't do that deal, then he'd just be dropping Archie Bradley. So would he be willing to to drop Archie Bradley? Sure. Right? Because, I mean, relievers are relievers. So, but I, I get what you're saying. Once you... Once you see that possibility, the possibilities of Trevor Bauer as a starting pitcher on your staff, it might be a little harder to resist seeing if that flies. But it might be resolved too by the time. I think that's he's probably counting on more information coming out, so he doesn't have a decision to make or something. But well, maybe not either. We'll see. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So that's so. And then I guess Mal started on the other one. Wade Miley for. Zavion Curry. That was a a funny one because uh, I had made the Bauer trade with Jesse. And then I think it was like a day or two later, I was talking to, I think it's Jared. I made that deal with Jared. Yep. And he was a little late getting back to me. And he's like, yeah, I'd I'd move Miley for Trevor Bauer. And I'm thinking, man, I could have had, you know, a potential, top two top three starter mm-hmm. for Bauer instead of Archie Bradley so that didn't really work out but either way uh I I felt really bad getting Wade Miley because of our previous conversations about him <laughs> and I hope he does well for me obviously it's only a month right he's like, that's he's a Jesse it happened again right <laughs> I don't know yeah. I mean it's such a like that I mean, maybe you made the, the play of the, the week there because I, I got to say that I thought about him. Obviously, I was looking around for somebody to fill up my rotation. I just couldn't – I couldn't trust him. So you may be smarter in not having attached such a, a big stigma to a pitcher for a month's work where you, you got 60% of a really great start. That's what – it's a good bet. It seems it like – It is a good bet. It is a good bet. Although if it would be it would be kind of funny and comical if he did the same thing and did the complete total meltdown that he did for Jesse, you can't meltdown. I well, remember no, for a long no, time we not. couldn't we couldn't figure out what his ERA was because he needed to get an out. And he was, you know, he was like a couple starts in. 
Um, but I think his ERA was at like 90. Like it was, it was just so funny to, to track his ERA through four starts. His ERA, he went a, one inning allowed nine runs against so, him. So let me ask you, Bobby, did you hedge your bets at all and lower his, his, uh, his number to come out of the game? His hook? His hook number? Oh, Wade Miley. Uh, yeah, I think I've got him at five. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I, I trust him, but I don't trust him. So I, I bumped everybody down for the playoffs. I, I didn't have any more nines for uh, Bauer right. and Lopez. I had nines and Kikuchi I had at an eight. So I got everybody down. I think my highest one is Lance Lynn right now. I think I got him at a six, but the rest of the guys are at five. I love how Bobby Kikuchi, we just couldn't trust him with nine. Eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the That's next good. deal we'll, we'll talk about is one I made. And I, apparently Bobby was talking to Greg. Greg Barber was a team that, that made a deal with at the same time. And I was wondering, I don't want to talk too much. Like every manager has their own style responding. And I'm not going to judge anybody because we all have different lives and stuff. But I was wondering, like, why does this feel like we're close to deal? But then it's stretching on. But I think it's because he was talking to Bobby. And then Bobby knew. Uh, that he was talking to me. I did not know that Bobby was at all involved, but the deal ended up being I trade Kyle Lewis and Marco Luciano, who's a top 10 prospect for Jordan Romano, Chris Bryant, Ronnie Maurizio, who's a, a prospect for the Mets, a shortstop. So that was essentially me going all in and saying, I need an A plus bat. I need a bat that I love. And Chris Bryant was the the only one out there and I've been working on Bryant all year without much luck until I finally said, okay, I'll trade you Luciano. It's a big prospect to give up, but you know, where does uh, Bryant fit in? Who does he, who comes out of the lineup? Um, well, I took out uh, Jock Peterson. Okay. Yeah. So it was a pretty big jump there. Cause Jock just really has died. You've, uh, you've added some real high end relievers here. Down stretch. I mean, you got Presley for me. The guys have been great all year. Presley's Romano. been really terrific, but I've had trouble with the guys. Romano got lit up. Edwin Diaz yesterday, yeah. first Oof. day of the. Yeah, not good. And I mean, he's a guy with big league stuff too. So, and with uh, Lasiga being hurt, he's probably going to get more innings than I hope. But mm -hmm. yeah, uh, you know what? I thought, what the hell? You're this close. And if I have to at some point try to rebuild and get prospects again, I mean, I gave away a lot of prospects, but. You know, I was able to identify him before they were a top 100 prospects. So I like that deal. I like Brian. That was a championship caliber move because you, you brought in a guy that is a complete stud and you didn't give up a whole lot from your current roster in order to get him. So that's, yeah, a, that's the type of move that a team would make in order to, to win a championship. That Maurizio... I thought getting Maurizio was good too, because when I originally drafted Luciano, I actually preferred, I get their names mixed up because they're so similar. I actually preferred Maurizio, but the Magjukas had drafted him. He's a really, I mean, the dude's a specimen. He's, he's real smooth to watch. I, I just think he doesn't have the, the IQ as it turns out that Luciano does. So we'll see how that plays out. The next deal is the most controversial one. So that's a deal where, I, and again, I'm not, if I say anything about the person we were dealing with here, which is Ken, uh, nothing's meant judgmental. So I was been trying to communicate with Ken for a while and hadn't gotten a response. I decided the day before, hey, why don't I take a shot, see if I can't get Adam Wainwright. 
So he responds back to me an hour before the deadline and says, how about around 25? And I say, I'm in, let's go. Right. So we make the deal. That's part one of the story. And then Bobby, who'd been working with him and Bobby can correct me if I'm wrong anywhere else, uh, for quite some time. And I think it received sort of radio silence. And I had had, had some struggles getting uh, some responses as well. He had offered around 20, I guess, prior to this, uh, days before or a week before, maybe. Bobby, when was it? Uh, well, the initial conversation was about two months ago when he had offered Wayne Wright to me for, I think it was a 42 and a 45. And that's when I wasn't sure what was going on with my team. So I, I backed off. And then I believe it was somewhere around two weeks ago, like the 20th of August, mm -hmm. uh, I reached out and I said, I really want Wayne Wright. Um, I had offered my 44 and 45. Um, pretty similar to the offer that was on the table before, 42 and 45. So I thought, you know, if, if you want something similar, great. I heard nothing. Uh, I sent out a prompt. I said, have you thought about the 44 and 45? Then I heard nothing. And then I had said, do you want something for next year? A pick for next year instead of a 44, 45. Then I heard nothing. Then I had mentioned, I'll go right up to like around 20. And I heard nothing. And then I said, like, is anybody home? Like the draft is, is done here. And the, the deadline is today. Yeah. So I really want to work out something for Wainwright. I'll give you a choice of any pick. Like, tell me what you think is fair. And I still heard absolutely nothing. And then when I saw Darren's trade for a 25, I was pretty fired up. I was like, man, I was, I was willing to go as high as an 18 for this guy. That was my own personal limit. Mm -hmm. um, somewhere between an 18 and a 20. The 20 was pretty much what I had offered though. So, and then I see him go for a 25 and I'm like, I'm losing it because I had gone through probably 50 emails with different owners over the last two weeks. And then to have this happen, this was the one guy I wanted more than uh, Wade Miley, more than Chris Bryant, more than any of these guys. I wanted Wayne Wright. So I was pretty fired up. Did you, uh, this is yeah. like, did you do something to him? Like, did you offer sheet one of his players in the past? Or something? <laughs> <laughs> he's getting no. back at you. the last interaction i had was when he said uh, i would do a 42 and a 45 and i said i think i'm going to back out at this point because i don't feel like making a move for this year because i wasn't sure what was going on but that was the last interaction i had with him yeah and so then bobby bobby reacted unhappily in the, in the <laughs> chat window about uh the deal happening and then of course we have like i don't know 45 minutes i just made my my final lineup which felt pretty good i have to say i was feeling pretty good with wainwright in my my foreman um and then it was it's like i don't know what's the right thing here right it was, it was hard to say what the right like it's even hard even in retrospect like i don't even know because he had minutes to really figure out what the right thing is i know bobby was unhappy and understandably so um and I think, I don't know, would I have given more if it went back and forth? But the problem is it all got left to the last hour, you know? So you have literally minutes to say, what's the right thing? And I don't really even know if the right thing happened yesterday. Um, 
but Bobby said, give me an 18. And I was like, you know what? I, I think knowing that, that he was bothered by it as he was, and it's sort of his guy, Wayno, is the love of his life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it just felt like the, the right thing to do. And I you, don't know. You upgraded five picks. Yeah, which, you know, which is, I mean, hey, it's not nothing, but it's not really meaningful no. uh, at all. But it felt like maybe we got closer to the right thing. I don't know. Hard well, to I'd like to one. thank you for being a good human being. Oh, thanks, um, I, I mean, if anything, I, I, I just really wanted Wainwright because my team's having a pretty good year and he's having a good year and damn, he would look good in my rotation because he's probably, well, aside from Kershaw, who's hurt, he's Wainwright's my favorite pitcher in the game. So, yeah, I think the I, thing that makes me feel good about it is if weeks ago, he probably would have taken that 20. And so he wouldn't even have got to this whole juncture. So did the right thing happen? Sure. Let's. Let's say it did. Feels like you got the guy who's someone you've been again. You had stars in your eyes for for a long time. So well, now it's up to Adam Wainwright. Let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's got the Dodgers. I think he's got the Dodgers. I looked at his schedule too, and I don't think when? it was a particularly easy one. I because I looked at him before I put him in the rotation. I wasn't even going to put him in the rotation this week. I was going to put really? him in for the playoffs, but not this week because he's facing the Dodgers. But I think I'm giving the Dodgers lineup a little too much credit, given they got some guys killing me softly with with no production, you know. But okay, so that that's sort of you know, and if anybody's listening from our league, because I know a few people do, that's sort of what happened with that deal. Whatever you may think of it, the intentions were good uh, overall. Now Jesse, we missed your brother. Let me say that. I do want to see a couple things. Oh, wow. He's got like an introductory statement. He's coming in hot. One, I'm on my shitty computer, so I'm sorry. (laughs) For those that missed the cat, it's an exciting day. I heard the fans are asking for it back, so I brought it back. Um, Secondly, how does Ashley feel about Wainwright being Bobby's love of his life? And thirdly, what does Ashley think when Bobby was blowing his mind over not getting Wainwright? She must have been just shaking her head on the what couch. Was the, what, give us a real-time sort of look at your reaction. Were there other people around? Was there, like, mo- minutes of steaming? I mean, you was, initially said, like, that's it. I'm done. Was it me was on a suit a call, time? Bobby? Like, what was going on here? Was it, was like... The time after that where you attacked the mailman? Like, the mailman, <laughs> <laughs> you, like, rolled him down your driveway and you're like i'm <laughs> sick of your mail delivering ways that's right oh. to rip it up things out of your yeah. garden you're so mad just start pulling out vegetables and just like, <laughs> i'm not even gonna garden anymore <laughs> what's uh, the point well, well she she knows about my love of of wainwright and yachty and she i think she embraces it she uh she, she welcomes it so she Every, every time I'm watching a game and she knows that Wainwright's pitching, she'll be like, oh, you know that Wainwright's pitching tonight, right? Like, she'll actually, like, check and see who's playing that night, who's pitching that night. And uh, so she lets me know, which is very much appreciated, even though I already know, but she doesn't know that. Um, when I found out about that trade, I'm pretty sure she tried talking to me for, like, 10 minutes. And then when I wasn't responding and I was, like, hammering away at my phone, um, I'm pretty sure Pax was down for his nap then. So I started swearing. I couldn't do that when he was around, but 
yeah, it was not a very pleasant afternoon at the cross household wow. or morning or whatever that was. I guess it was early afternoon. Um, but yeah, she, she dealt with it. And the whole time for like two weeks, she's been super, super patient with me because I've been checking my email literally every five minutes. Like I don't get a, a notifier on my phone when I get an email. Maybe I should change that, but I've been <laughs> for refreshing. 10 bucks. You don't get that, <laughs> <laughs> but I've been refreshing over and over and over. And some nights I would just like, I would go into like one in the morning. She's like, you know, the guy's probably not going to answer you at one in the morning. Right. Well, they might because Jared answered me at three 30 in the morning with that Miley deal. So you never know. No, things got hairy here. Uh, I was ignoring her. Things uh, got hairy. <laughs> not on purpose, but we're through it now. Everybody's happy. The storm has kind of, uh, the dust has settled. So everybody's good. So Jesse, there, there might have been a suggestion here that you're a man entirely void of a conscience in lieu of you trading for Trevor Bauer. Defend yourself now. Well, why not? I mean... Technically, I'm just checking a stat. Wait a minute. Why not? I think we why not? Why, why have a conscience? It just gets in the way. There's a no, few why trade? Why trade for Trevor Bauer? I mean, I'm looking at it realistically. Is he's a good pitcher at the end of the day? So I'm taking a stab at a guy who's a pretty good pitcher. And if he doesn't pitch this year, then I just let him go. Essentially, what a team, what a team culture. Yeah, what a... it's it's trying to get an asset. I don't like the guy. I didn't even like Trevor Bauer before this whole thing went down. I think six mm. episodes ago, I said I wasn't a Bauer guy at all. Well, I look at a guy who's a really good pitcher. If he ends up pitching, then I got a good guy. If not, then I just let him go regardless. And I gave up Archie Bradley for him. So, quite okay. frankly, I really gave up nothing for a, somewhat of an asset. So, and really, I could have got Wade Miley again with Trevor Bauer. So, <laughs> yeah, well, we just found that out, right? Yeah. Right. But at the same um, time, I uh, I would never go for Wade Miley again just for previous. Uh, well, it's situation. been twice shy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, it's I got like a. Like a post-traumatic stress disorder (laughs) (laughs) you know what i i have to say i don't root one way or another get for or against my opponents because i just feel like it it causes me angst if i i think about that but on just some poetic level on some absurd level of comedy appreciation pervert for life being perverse at times I, i would like to see wade miley blow up because it would be funny so like nothing against Bobby. It's not, I don't, I want, I don't want Bobby to do well because it would be funny. Wouldn't it? If he just started turning into a complete punching bag again. Well, that's what my fear was, right? It's like, Oh, maybe I'll go make that deal. I got Trevor Bauer. I'll go trade for Wade Miley. And the second I do, he's going to go zero and nine and have like an ERA of 15 and blow up my. <laughs> so I was like, no, nah, I'll, I'll keep Trevor Bauer. I'll just I'll roll. Trevor, with the Trevor Bauer's the safe play. <laughs> yeah. I'll keep Trevor Bauer. What year was that where Miley blew up? Uh, three three years ago, I think. Twenty nineteen. Twenty yeah, it was the first year I was Duke or the first year I was Kenny Powers on my own. Okay, so here were his September starts. His first start was zero innings, five earned runs. His second starts, and I wasn't wrong on this. I w- except I undercut what his ERA was after two starts because his next start was one third of an inning and seven earned runs. So his first two starts for Jesse were a third of an inning, 12 earned runs. Wow. Think about that. What's that that ERA? 324. Yeah, yeah. It's 324. Per nine. (laughs) Is there 
can you go up to that score sheet league and see what his actual like record was for me when I acquired him? Because it should say like, can you find that at all or no? Maybe his ERA for those five starts, he got it down though. I will give him credit. So what you got was 11 and a third <laughs> innings pitched in five starts, 28 hits, <laughs> 21 earned runs, seven walks, six Ks, only two home runs. Oh, okay. So, but a 16.68 ERA. That is that's legendary. Sabotage. Sabotage. He was on August 30th, his ERA was 3.06, and he ended, which is almost impossible to do a full run higher. Wow. Wow. To that was a kill tough, your was a ERA. Tough, tough trade for sure. Tough trade. <laughs> so I can appreciate why you were a little bit like, don't, I'm not Shell doing shots. that again. Yeah. yeah, I was having nightmares, honestly. I was like, not Wade Miley. I can't do it. Like, I can't do it. <laughs> so we, we were talking about trade deadline trades and that kind of just leaves us with the two other trades you had which are kind of i don't know you picked up sean murphy and uh, russell iglesias for your bullpen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and return for Contreras, who's hurt for the season right wilson Contreras. he's back now but you know i figured i really needed something for the pen i i kind of like sean murphy actually i think he's a pretty good young catcher i think he's got some power and uh, obviously, I think getting Iglesias is huge for, for the closer aspect of things. So to me, I, I think it was a pretty fair trade. I'm typically not one who likes to keep catchers as it is. So Contreras is getting up there in age. And I think the substitute I know a guy him. you might be able to trade him to. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not a prospect, though. So I don't know if you want him. <laughs> well, no. No. <laughs> I think in catcher, like catchers sort of age differently. So a yeah. 26-year-old catcher kind of a prospect really and and the funny part was is i was actually thinking about making a deal with mal a few weeks ago with Contreras before you made the sanchez deal because i was looking at going like maybe i'll just move him because i have gomes and gomes is performing pretty well and and i figured maybe i could move Contreras to try to help another area of, of my lineup so so i have i'm gonna throw in we'll do other stuff here as you know there's a different lay of the land here but i wanted to do one three true outcomes here and here it is. And you got to tell me whether this is a home run, a K, or a walk. If Anthony goes. You totally froze on me. I missed all that. Did you? <laughs> yeah. I froze? Yeah, you froze. I only heard is Anthony Ghost, and then it was. Um, <laughs> well, you know, it only gets better probably, from there. <laughs> really, you should just say home run on that aspect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just said if Anthony Ghost had realized his full pitching potential, Mal Romanen would be in contention for a championship right now. <laughs> I'd be well, maybe instead of eight games back, six. <laughs> uh, yeah, or, no, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Is it like a uh, golden sombrero? Is that an option on there? The- right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not the, that is not the best one. What? Where are we gonna go next? Oh, yeah, we're gonna do uh, an update on. Oh, you also picked up Tyler Matzik, just an addition to your bullpen. Pretty straightforward, right? I, Round twenty-nine I need, pick. Need, needed a lefty, so I was kind of fishing around for a lefty there near the end, and kind of the last couple of days there because I had nothing in my pen. I had about six lefties on my roster, and every one of them I heard her in the minors, so. So Tyler Webb was an option, but I didn't think he was going to make my postseason roster. So I didn't really come back to your mouth, but. Uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Thanks. <laughs> I have, it would have been a hard bargain. I know. Yeah. I know. It's but, nice, uh, nice of the cat to show up there. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Right. Yeah. Any way to make everybody laugh, I guess. 
Uh, but yeah, so it was pretty straightforward. You need a lefty, that's kind of the deal there. So, so we, does anybody have, we'll get to a round, type, round table. Anybody have any topics they want to discuss? Bob, you got anything you want to chat about? I got a couple uh, little minor topics. If I'm, I'm going to give you four pitchers right now, and you tell me which one has a lower ERA of the four pitchers. We've got Patrick Corbin, Jake Arietta, Dylan Bundy, Matt Harvey. Who's got the low ERA of those four? I, I guess it's Matt Harvey. Terrible. Is it Matt Harvey? I think so. I know that Corbin's been awful. I know Arietta's oh. over seven because I noticed Bundy. Last week. Is it Bundy? Bundy with 6.06, Corbin 6.14, Matt Harvey 6.28. I tried to trade for Corbin early in the year, too. Couldn't get him. That worked out well, though. Jake Arietta with yeah. 7.04. Yeah, my score sheet team tells me all about Jake Arietta's ERA. So. <laughs> Jesse knows that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, another pitch for me this two Isn't it? Isn't it a wild? You know, it's. I, Sorry, uh, isn't it wild the guys who are being like massively like Jesse and I talked about the other day? Salvador Perez has 42 home runs. 42. Wow. What the hell? And there's other guys who can't hit a home run to save their life. You know, it's it's, it's just it's such extremes, a wild streams all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What's the, what's next, Bobby? I got another small little topic here. So do, do any of you guys know? Uh, so let's see if you can name one of the top five guys for RBI in the NL. Give me a top five RBIs in the NL. Um, Castellanos in top five? Nope. He's not. Hi. That's got to be the guy sitting in front of him, I would imagine. Let me think. Let me think. Alonzo? Who? Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo. Nope. No. no. Freeman up there? That's gonna that was nope. No. Albies? Albies up there? Can't be. Ozzy Albies really? is number three. He has 89 RBI. Actually, I noticed him earlier. Uh, Harper up there? Have we talked is that Harper yet? Nope. It, it's not anyone off the Giants. Chris right? Taylor? Nope. <laughs> Justin Turner? Muncie? Nope. nope. You, give tell, up yet? you might as well tell us the rest of them. Yeah. CJ Cron. Okay. Number one is Adam Duvall. Holy four. shit. And he's not even hitting that well. Well, it, it says a lot off. about the RBI. He's got stat. like 35 or something home runs. He hit a bunch yeah, of home I runs. I know, but yeah. I mean, he's hitting 230. Right. Yep. Number two, Jesus Aguilar. <laughs> well, he's not a bad ball player, but it's still amazing. Right. Come on. Wow. So number three is Albies. Number four, Manny Machado with 89. I was going to say Machado. And number five is Darren's third baseman, Nolan Arenado. Wow. Jesse's also not, he's also not hitting very well, you know? Like, uh, to me, I don't – like you said that the other day, and I think the thing is that he's hitting exactly about what I thought he would hit away from Colorado. Yeah, but it's on base to be used with – 
concerning to me. I think he's yeah, base it more than a three eleven sure. peak or something. Right? I admit that his, his on base surprised me. I would have expected his on base to trend closer, like three forty. I would have thought it would be something along the lines of two seventy, three forty, maybe four eighty, four ninety. It's you like know what's I think funny? Over five hundred. You know what's funny about that? Like, like obviously, we have a better understanding of, of numbers in this day and age. How Adam Duvall would be valued, or or how people will be talking about him 20, 30 years ago, leading the league in RBIs. He oh, got paid huge. a lot of money for that too. And we Adam Dunn right there, right? Right. And they would have just been, he'd have been in the MVP vote. I'm telling you, like, just be like, wow, the homers and RBIs alone. It's like, it's funny. eh? Wow. How times have changed. I find there's people are similarly obnoxious, just a little more informed now with, with some of the stats they hold yeah. on to like war is like the be all end all. Oh, I so, you know, appreciating there's some nuances there. One of the questions I had was, uh, if you had a choice right now, they're both 21 years old, you have a team, all things being equal, your choice is between Derek Jeter and Larry Walker. Who do you take? They both had almost the exact same career war. Who do you want to take? Well, Jeter, I take. Taking the shortstop. Yeah, he takes a different position, right? And, and, probably... and I know what they're going to say. Well, it's factored in, but he's a shortstop. Now you need a shortstop. You got to find, you can find outfielders. And I mean, we're picking mitts as they say, but, Plus, but to me, I, he just I had that, like, mm-hmm. yeah, that playmaking ability too, like on the diamond, he made those, I mean, maybe it's just luck or something, but some of those plays he made in the playoffs and stuff against Oakland and like, I remember well, dive, hitting yeah. over the wall and stuff, you know, like, I think that's sort of like a, I think it's a dual issue there. I think number one was, yeah, he did have a knack for those big moments. Can't deny it. I think the other thing is he had the opportunity. And so, you know, am I going to harshly, more harshly judge Larry Walker because he didn't have the opportunity? I, I, I would probably, I might consider taking Walker in that scenario. I think Walker was a sensational hitter. Yeah, but uh, don't forget there. And and, and right, sorry, as much as you bang on people in Colorado, he certainly benefited from it, and he's a great player. So, so I, in, in the height of the absurdity of Colorado, you know what I mean? Like, like yep, that's a fair the, comment. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, you've got to downgrade those numbers to an extent. Okay. So just yeah, fair yeah. comment. Yeah. Anyway, but Bobby, any other topics? Um, I do. Did we talk last time about the uh, intentional Bach? No. So it happened again. Just, just again. Dodgers again? No, no. Boston last night. Uh, Last night too. For the same reason. Tampa. So that's three, because the Rays did Tampa did it. Okay, well there you go. Like every obnoxious baseball team in the league is doing it. Boston because they're overthinking. My God, is this anything stupider than the intentional Bach? Change up your signs. Like, are you kidding me? You can't figure out something else better than intentionally balking, you overly clever jackasses. It's just such an exercise yeah. in schmarminess. Like you just want to slap everybody. You, nailed it. you just said it. You overly clever jackasses. That's all you need to say right there. I mean, and the people that defend it. Well, it makes it just stop it. Play baseball for Christ's sakes. Holy man. I think baseball's full of stuff like that, though. Like, not being able to bunt against the shift. And like, not, I don't know, the stuff in the game to me is just, like, things you apparently shouldn't be doing or can't do or 
trying to be overly clever or something. I don't know. Bobby, do you like do you, do you agree with what we're saying or any other opinion on that? Oh, I agree 100%. It's flat out dumb to allow a base runner to advance 90 feet closer in extra innings when runs are of utmost importance. Like that's when they're most important. First inning, second inning, you know, whatever. Tenth yeah, sure. inning, for, 11th for a wild inning. pitch, right? Like, like, man, like I don't like the, in that Los Angeles Dodgers game. They did an intentional box to get the guy to third base, and yeah, one wild pitch and it's over. Yep. And doesn't it look ridiculous trying, trying to intentionally balk? Like it just looks flat out ridiculous. Like yeah. I was thinking to myself, like as. I hadn't seen the first one yet. Like the first, the one that uh, buddy from the Dodgers did. Yeah. I, I hadn't seen it. And I'm thinking to myself, if I was on the mound and I had to balk, I wouldn't even know what to do. Like there's like 50 <coughs> ways of, of balking. Yeah. yeah. But, right, right, but right. I would freeze in a moment. Like I would like, I don't know, I guess dropping the ball when you're on the rubber is the easiest way to balk. Yeah. But would you like start your 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 wind up and then stop and then start again and it would turn into like a, a circus on the mound? Yeah. I when I found out the reason why they're doing it, I just like at first I couldn't fathom just that phrase, intentional balk. And then when you find out why they're doing it, it's like God, come on. Come on, that's crazy. So my last topic was gonna be seeing if you guys had uh, candidates for the manager of the year for the AL and NL. Oh. Hmm. I th- I'll, I'll start if you want. Uh, I think in the NL, uh, the manager—I can't can't remember his name—is a Kapler for San Francisco. Has to be. I mean, there's only one yeah, choice in the NL if they hang on there and even get a playoff spot, right? Which is isn't that the irony though? That everyone was like yeah. ripping him yes last year for being sure Philly well. and being overly smart or whatever he was doing yeah. there, and, and now he's manager of the year. So what happens? I mean, it's not going to happen. What would happen if the Phillies actually made it? Is it Girardi? You know what I mean? Or is it, <laughs> I mean it's tight. It's tight it there is. in the East, right? Yeah. Because Atlanta is just had so many things go wrong from Soratka and, and you know the injury to who I'm blanking out on the outfielder, the star outfielder. Help me out. Acuna. Acuna. Acuna is injury. And I, you know, they've been so resourceful. They got solar yeah. out there. They got guys rotating in another lineup. I don't know. I mean, if the, it's going to be Freed, Morton, Anderson's really struggling recently. Their bullpen can be something. So I don't know. But if Philly's coming on, as Jesse mentioned the other day, the Mets have been coming on. Here's <laughs> yeah, my like- other question. Right now, you got a team. You got a choice between two pitchers, Jacob DeGrom. Or Marcus Stroman. What do you mean? Just you could have him going forward. He's one of those pitchers. At the ground. Is you think he'll, you think he'll stay healthy though? I uh, Stroman's been pretty. I think Stroman's been really good. He's he's healthier, uh, you know. And I think the Grom, When I start hearing some of the stuff he's had going on, I I don't know. I don't know if he's coming back. Well, probably not like here, right? Yeah, and I don't know what you're gonna get when he comes back. But he's so yeah. dominant. Like, yeah, it's probably a really good yeah. point on your part. There's, where else are you gonna get a guy who's gonna post? His ERA is one point zero two right now. <laughs> it's gonna be like 
33 and, years and, old. And he can hit. He, he is 33 years old. There's the other thing we forget about DeGrom. He's, he's 33. Good you know? that's, that's a fair question. So, Bobby, who would you take in that now? scenario? What's that? Is Strowman 30? Like he's... Yeah, that sounds about right for Strowman. Yeah. You got to get like... Strowman credit for a little, like for a smaller guy. He's made a great career. In a, and essentially in a league where they're looking for guys that are like 6 2 and up. Oh, yeah. It's How amazing. About that play? How about that play the other day? Oh, phenomenal. I mean, oh, come on. Come on. I was watching it live and I was like, wow. <laughs> no way. I know. Yeah. I mean, how many pitchers can make that play? It might be him. Might him. be the answer. Him. That's <laughs> it. I mean? That's so it. So Jesse was talking up. I was like, oh, Jesse's talking about his boy again. You know, we got between Bobby talking about Wayno and Jesse talking about his boy. This is like these guys. Well, mind you, I'm sure I'm obnoxious about Max Fried at some time. Like, look at this Max Fried curveball. Um, we, had, we had 10 years of Don Brown, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. I never stopped talking about yeah. my love. Yeah. Did you see what he did in Buffalo the other day? His yeah. average is up to 210. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. All right. So, I mean, Jesse, you got any jalopies for us? I got I mean, one off the bat here, yeah? Yeah, cool. One. Let's do some jalopies. Sure, okay. Uh, let's pull them up here. So, I was going to say it last week, but um, the Blue Jays signed Guerrero and Bichette for long-term deals this year. Can I just say something really quick? I'm finding it fascinating that people are talking about the Jays doing some miraculous comeback. I don't think they require a miraculous comeback. I don't think that's been required at all. First, they don't have great opponents ahead of them. I know I'm going off topic here, and I will answer your question in a second. But I'll, as I said yesterday, I, I don't think they have to do anything other than play really well to win their to, to, to get a playoff spot. And then from there, I don't think anybody's that scary. Chicago White Sox are really good, but I don't think they're that scary, and they're certainly not proven. To your question, though, Jesse, I would love to see Vladdy just say no. I'd love to see Vladdy say, you guys pick my pocket for some money by screwing with my service time, and I'm not doing it. That's what I would love to see. I'm gonna, So I'll say I'm not buying, but I doubt that will happen. But I'll, I'll go with that. Okay, I'll say no, not this offseason, that's for sure. I think Vladdy is more likely to sign than Bichette. Um, I, I think there's no doubt what Vladdy is, and as long as they're willing to do it, it I think that's the easiest one to to get done. I think Bo probably is trying to maximize what he is, and I'm not sure everybody completely knows what his ceiling is at this point. Anybody? So I think it's hard to get done. Disappointed at all with Bo Bichette, what he's done so far? Or is that just me reacting to the initial hype that was a little bit insane anyway? He's just not a legit a, 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 um, high-end shortstop. He's an average shortstop at best. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't see that changing. So can you win with him? Yeah, if everything else is that good. But yeah, that's so. That I, that's what I mean. It's hard to find its true value right now, mm-hmm. I think, this offseason. Yeah. Anyway, think better as a think. second baseman? Yeah, 100%. 100%, I think. But yeah, I feel maybe the defense at the beginning of the year maybe played a little bit into his head. He tried right, offensively right. a little bit about it with all the errors and kind of misplays and stuff like that. He probably beat himself down a little bit, you know? Like, 
Bobby, what are your thoughts? When are these guys up for uh, for contracts? Probably a few years. I mean, you're going to have. Yeah. I mean, you got a long time, right? You got control and stuff with it now. So, because I I don't really see them throwing that much money around anytime soon. Um, but I would like to think that if you're the Toronto Blue Jays, you want to throw money at these two guys. These are the two guys that you want your fan base to kind of build around and sure. Why not? Like there, it's not like there's a lot of shortstops out there. It's not like there's a lot of Vladimir Guerrero juniors out there. So why not attempt to sign these guys long-term whether or not they do, that's a different story, but I think the Toronto Blue Jays would be stupid to not try to sign these guys long-term. Well, I think they'll try. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how Toronto listening to Toronto media and not paying attention to a lot of the games recently and seeing, you know, seeing what everybody's hitting and everything is I saw today that Vladdy was hitting 321. If you were just listening to Toronto radio for the last month, you would think Vladdy was hitting 230. Then he started hot and now he is average at bottom out to 230, not 320. Right. Right. I mean, it's, it's crazy how these guys, and I think they almost do it by design so that the, you know, the, the, the dips are way more tragic and, and the upturns are more heroic. And that's kind of what the thing that kills me is everybody's talking today, like the Jays of the Jays just did this weekend, what they, they should have done against a team that's really flawed. Oakland's a really flawed team. Oakland's behind Seattle right now. Well, they probably should have won two or three. That massive, wonderful comeback was the, you know, yeah, I mean, was, but right, right. Yeah, it was a yeah. big win. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. I'm probably underselling that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, they're, doing, they're beating Garrett Cole right now, 4 1. I mean, <laughs> Stephen Matz, you know? So Matz right. has been fantastic. Holy smokes. Garrett Cole's out of the game, too. Is he really? Yeah, he had to get out in the fourth inning. That is, that is something right there. Hurt, he, though. He can walk out for the trainer. So he's oh, he out. did. Well, here comes all the Robbie Ray Cy Young talk. That's all you're going to hear about now. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah, the radio station tomorrow, Darren's going to be all positive vibes, I guess, now, right? So, What's the next? Oh, so what's your take on the jalopy? you in or are you, uh, are you buying? I or? think they do it. I mean, Bobby says it shouldn't be – you don't really throw money around. I mean, they've been throwing around the last couple of seasons some big signings. I think you want to try to stay in some contention here. I think they're going to probably throw a bunch of it at Robbie Ray to try to keep him as well. I think why not? I think uh, strike while the kettle's hot. You got a good team. You got to keep building a bit more pitching and you extend and keep the team going. So yeah, for sure. Strike while the what's hot? Isn't it the iron's hot? Okay, I thought you said kettle. Did I say kettle? Maybe I said. I thought Jesse's but the kettle also gets hot. Yeah, yeah, you gotta strike and make a tea out of it, right? Yeah. Well, I've been serving a lot of tea today at work, so. Probably in my mind. So. What's the uh, what's the next jalopy? Uh, another Blue Jays related jalopy here. Vladdy Guerrero wins the batting title. He's tied that right now, right? He's uh, two. Well, he's at three twenty, and Nick Castellanos is at three twenty-two. Yeah, but that's well. That's batting title would be the yeah. AL. So yeah, who's, who's second, second in AL? Uh, Guerrero with three fifteen. I think, yeah, I think so. Wow. I'm buying. I'd agree. Yeah, Michael Brantley's at 314. 
And the guy by the name of Cedric Mullins is at 306. <laughs> Cedric <laughs> Mullins, what the hell? Right? What the hell? Well, Bobby would know that guy's in his division. I mean, with Cedric Mullins. Go back into our draft and when was this guy taken? I would have taken him. Who the hell would have thought that? That's the beauty round of Round 24 man. or something. Round 25 he was drafted. Absolutely. So what, is, what does Cedric Mullins figure out? And and how soon will he forget it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, it is it a Brady Anderson right. type of He's figure wow. that out? I mean, I, mean, I don't know. Jeez. Uh, it's probably more likely to not repeat it than repeat it. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, but look at Marcus Semyon might be a, an interesting kind of point of, to cross-reference. Like, Semyon's having a year for the ages, man. Right. Like of all, and I would have thought he'd be one of the guys that would get kind of, like, tripped up a little bit by the changes that they had happened this year. But he's not. Great. So, so that's another thing. So just, like, everybody's talking about Ray and Simeon, and you got to obviously sign them. And, like, what would it take to get Simeon? And that, that like, is that a thing you can count on? You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's interesting. I don't know. Like, like, that's a lot of coin it's going to take, and it's going to be hard to repeat that. And I it's mean. always hard to, to say what a Major League Baseball offseason is going to be. Because, I mean, there's been some seasons where you're like, I, these teams are working in concert to suppress salaries. There's yes. definitely yes. There's collusion. And then people are like, can't be collusion. It's like, they've been busted for collusion three times. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah I think the there's, there's a possibility here. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know what's going to happen. Because he is an interesting guy. Because he's what, 31? Yeah, he's not young. He's Two massive seasons, but around that, he's had some really weak seasons. I don't know. He's a good pro. Like, he's a nice guy to have in your lineup. I don't know if I could count on him to hit 40 home runs, though. Right. And you just, that's what you got to pay for. Yeah. That's the problem, right? So it's going to be interesting, anyways. Yeah. So I don't know. What was the jalopy? Again, oh, Vladdy, we're done on that one. Sorry. Yeah. It's jalopy, anyway. So yeah, 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 yeah. I had one of the things I wanted to ask you was, um, how we're feeling about our draft. So the four teams we had picked. So, I mean, I'll start. I had for my first pick, I had Jesse and I know I'm feeling okay about Jesse. I mean, your lineup looks great. Soto leading off Castellanos batting, you know, clean up. Um, I love, by the way, how you guys all copied my idea of hitting your best player at leadoff. So you're welcome for that one. Wheeler, Musgrove, Stroman, Scalfini is your fourth for the playoffs, Jesse? Uh, no, Frankie Montez. You went with Montez. Montez. What More made consistent you do all year long. Um, I think having Descalafani uh, as my fifth guy uh, in the bullpen coming out if I get blown out was my strategy behind it. Um, I didn't. I, I think he's had a tougher matchup the rest of the way too. So it starts yeah. in September might concern me a little bit. Um, plus, he's also been hit, hurt here and there. So, all it takes is another kind of minor injury there to kind of derail my plans for the playoffs. So. Yeah. But uh, Montez has been consistent all year. He's been underrated, I thought, actually, kind of like not even really looking at his stats until recently. And I was like, wow, he's having a really good season. So, so my next pick was the Braves, which we talked about a little bit. That was an emotional pick. I just like that team. I'd like to see them do well. I like the way they conduct themselves. The Meg Jukas was my pick from our score sheet league. Five games out of first place, just a couple games behind Jesse for the second wild card spot. And they abused Jesse this week. 
just whacked him around. They outscored you 45 to 11 wow. in three games. It was like you had Wade Miley pitching every game. <laughs> I actually Wait, had Jake Garretti pitching two out of three. So <laughs> wow. somehow Jake Garretti comes out of my my farm system, gets called up mid game, just twice. <laughs> they're, they're, our division is so interesting. Like I'm in first for the first time all year. Maybe I don't know if I was really early in the season. I don't think I was. I started slow, but I could be in fourth. This you know, in a week, it's crazy how good. Yeah, our I still can't is. get over how many good teams have good records like like it's wild still playing each other yeah 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 and uh they've got steve matz too so good for them houston five and a half up on seattle you know i still feel like their offense has lots of room to kind of do an uptick with like your boy bregman jesse like bregman's slugging is like 410 oh, which is terrible just like right yeah and but i don't the thing about houston, the trash can i think is wrong <laughs> yeah I don't know if I trust a rotation whose number one starter is Lance McCullers Jr. Because right. it's McCullers, Garcia, Framber, Valdez, and I, don't, I just struggle to see Houston going. How, you know, how disappointing has Carlos Correa been? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's had a decent year this year, pick, right? so. but he was really supposed to be one of the great players in Major League Baseball. He was supposed to be Fernando Tatis. Uh-huh. It's a massage he got that really threw out his career. So that's where I am. Um, Bobby, maybe we'll go to you. You picked yourself. How are you feeling about that? Uh, Just as confident now as I was then. Lucas? I think I really strongly. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You really strongly. Strongly improved my team at the the trade deadline. Mm -hmm. Um, What I needed, I got. So... I think uh, I think I'm pretty confident with my own team. Um, I think I had Lucas with my other yep my other team. I figure if I'm not going to win, Lucas is easily going to win a division. If I'm not, and I think he stands a pretty good shot in the playoffs. So he does He's done I'm a great job. Like he came out of nowhere, no without having a Kuna too, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. He lost him and had Tatis for a big stretch of that time out too. So. Uh, he's yeah. done a good job, man. He's done some nice pickups along the way. Uh, Brew Crew and San Francisco. We went for some underdogs there. Yeah, well, that was pretty much what was left. There wasn't much left. I, I saved those for later, I think. Yeah. Um, Milwaukee, really good rotation. I mean, you've got... Uh, how amazing. I, f- I keep forgetting how good the rotation is. I know. It's outstanding. Burns, Burns didn't have a good outing the other night, and I think his ERA is now 2.3. Right. Yeah. 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 Their their top four are incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. Their their offense is okay, but that's where they're making their money is is with pitching, and I think they can easily win a series with with pitching like that or a couple of series. Absolutely. Playoff time comes down. You trim down your rotation. You got two or three guys. Look at the Arizona Diamondbacks World Series. Randy Johnson. Chilling. Kurt Schilling, who I hate yeah. to mention in any yeah. kind of positive way, because he's right. a douche. But mm-hmm. yes, yes. So good for them. And San Francisco still, is, I don't want to, we've gone on so much about San Francisco, but it's still amazing. Yeah. And, you know, when they beat the Dodgers the other day, it was just like, good for them. I'll be rooting for them. That's for yeah. sure. So who you got? Jesse's got the White Sox, me, Yankees, buyers. Buyers, we were talking, Jesse, you weren't here. 
Byers sped off into the distance there in his division. 11 games up now. Remember he was tied? Yeah. What, two weeks ago? That was a month. Two, two podcasts ago. So a month, a month ago. ago. Yeah. A month ago, yeah. Amazing. Just, and, he's, and Hoover's 12 games back. And Hoover was in, I think, in first there for a bit. They were going back and forth, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's wild. How are you feeling about, about your choices? Well, I think they're all great. I mean, obviously, you're taking over first place now. So, obviously, I knew that was coming sooner or later. <laughs> so, I foresaw the, yeah, the, I got the rain in my this week. Yeah. I, I saw the rain in my first place finally escaping. You know, you guys were jinxing me with all the talk of me staying in first for so long. So, but uh, that's what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I feel good about them. Obviously, the White Sox are still leading the division. I think they're a pretty good team. Again, their bullpen is. It's fantastic if they roll on, and you know, Byers again to me is is probably a, the second or third best team in the league. There, he's, he's really come on, and it's gonna be a force in the playoffs. So, it's, I'm actually concerned insane. if I get in the wild card because I have the far to play him. I think so. It's crazy how good Byers is, and he lost Mike Trout. Right, right. Yeah. Imagine him and Vladdy together in the same lineup. Too. Wow, like, just crazy. Yeah. I mean, we have a couple teams with just like buddies, uh, buddy and. Bobby's division there with Tatis and Acuna. Right. What a combo. How, how crazy that Trout didn't come back. Like, you never, that wasn't the plan when he was hurt. You know, it was, it was me, a right? Yeah. Calf injury, I thought. Was it a calf? Was it a calf? I was actually watching that game and you could see he was mad. He's so mad that he had to leave. So I have to think that there's something. Yeah, it's a Josh Donaldson calf injury. Yeah. Exactly. I remember. Nag and nag and nag. I remember losing a guy from the Mets. He was a left-handed hitter, and he had a deep bone bruise on his shin for the whole year. And I'm like, how bad is this deep bone bruise on a shin? But apparently deep bone bruises can be awful. Yeah. I mean, you never really know, right? I don't know. That's a shame, though. You know, you're talking about Mike Trout, and, like, his career is, I mean, it's flying by. I know. know? And, yeah. and that team just doesn't seem to be able to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, he's close to 30. Right. He's, wow. I mean, a player of, a, of our generation, really. Best player. I don't know how you, like, that hasn't been on steroids because Barry Bonds would be the best player. You know, yeah, that's right. that's right. So, who did you go through Yankees? How are you feeling with the Yankees right now? <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, obviously, that's probably the weakest of my picks there, perhaps. But... Uh... You know, losing Cole is not going to help them whatsoever. So, but they got Kluber back, so you know, positive things. Right? Your boy, you still yeah. got Kluber? Yeah, yeah, I got. Oh, he might help you down the stretch. You never he know. He pitched. He pitched two this last week there. So, yeah, I saw. Yeah, yeah, he goes from getting a complete game uh, no hitter to coming back in his first matchup since in I played him. So, yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. I had a no hitter and a perfect game this year in score sheet <laughs> by wow. Madison Bumgarner and Corey Kluber. <laughs> That's that is an amazing two people. Yeah. Uh, Mal, you got the Dodgers, the Rays. How you how you feeling about the Dodgers to start? Totally fine. I think they're just in cruise control right now, and yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, they're the Dodgers, so anything can happen in the playoffs. But you kind of still feel like you got the best squad overall. Pitch, so. Pitching depth is crazy. Yeah. 
The Rays, to me, are the team that gets beat in playoffs. That's what they're designed to do. For sure. I agree. In a lot of games, how can we beat the Rays and then you beat them because they're just not, they don't have enough high end talent. They don't have it high enough. You're right. If something goes wrong with one of their eight pitchers that's going to go that night. So (laughs) one of them's not going to. They're up 12 1 right now in Boston. Wow. With the Red Sox, man. Yeah. (laughs) They went for Dugo yesterday. It's two two plays in center. Cost them a game. That's. Crazy, maybe, maybe. I miss, I miss that. What happened? Wait, misplayed two balls for one for kind of the inside the park grand slam and one to an inside the park home run to tie it the ninth. <laughs> you know, I was about to say, I wonder what would happen if you actually put a conventional team together a team with a great defensive shortstop, a great defensive center fielder, great catcher. Like, just put a team kind like of the like the Red Sox had in the 70s. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like J- JVJ and what have you. And then I thought, well, the answer is probably the Tampa Bay Rays. <laughs> That's kind of what Tampa does. Yeah. Generally, yeah, right? I guess. But they've they've not really gone with the great shortstop either, really. You know what I mean? Over the years. It's, it's true. They sort of like flipped. Even the catchers have been kind of. Didn't he have that team see. when he went to the World Series or won the World Series? Or all it was is like singles the whole time. Like no one hit home runs. Everyone yeah. just like walks in singles, walks yeah, in singles. Win. But they didn't win a World Series though, right? Yeah, they, they lost. Yeah. Or right? he, went, he went to the World Series or something. Like yeah. Lost, lost to the Phillies. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Carl Crawford and Rocco Baldelli and stuff, right? Like, uh, <laughs> how about your score sheet teams? You got Billy Martin's Rejects. Yeah, that one was a safe one for me because he would have to be upset by me. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't remember the other guy. What how did he do last week? David Boscombe, he's actually four games behind me in our division. So it goes me, Justice okay, two so games back. The third. Boscombe's at four games back. The Mag Juke is at five games back. And he's crazy. How many back of the wild card. Uh well, behind Jesse, so three games. So three games. So I mean. Or sorry, he's two back, and the Magjukas are three. It's it's so hard to keep track of. Yeah. I don't know. Is everybody in our division still over five hundred? Jesse, did you notice that? Uh, everyone's check. still over five hundred. That's crazy. That's yeah. Uh, what's his face? Their team eight is sixty nine and sixty eight. Now, what's most important is I play Bobby and Jesse this week. Oh, do you? Yes, I do. I hope do. you got your lineup set up right. I, I, I do. Hope you got your lineup set up. I prefer the face team. What you do won. like is Kirk is my starting catcher. Oh. So, but he hit a bomb off Cole tonight. So, so we're, we're, we're good there. So I'll give you one one last um, three true outcomes. Mal will get his act together, just start GMing his ass off for the next year, and then. He's going to win his division next year. Is that a home run take? Is it a walk? Is it a K? Bobby, go ahead. Mm. Well, I can see Bobby. How do I say this? How do I say this? (laughs) (laughs) No, if there was something in between a home run and a walk, I would go with it. It's an intentional balk. (laughs) <laughs> that's about right <laughs> 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 
Guys are all, the guys are all assholes. <laughs> Everybody does an intentional balk. We're all going to do it. It's all the rage. That's a good got Mal, that got Mal a third base, well, right? Wait, wait, so, wait. <laughs> Mal, Mal gets to make his choice. Like he, he gets to vote on it. What do, what do you well, say? Well, I'm going home run. I look at the improvement year over year. One, I go through all of my results, pitch by pitch, except for the last two weeks when it doesn't matter now. Um, I'm on a podcast. I'm watching more baseball than I've ever watched. It's trending in the right direction. Is that is the podcast part of the trend? Absolutely. Absolutely. A, he does have a winning record this year. So and I'm seven games above 500. That's right. It's That's, trending. So your rotation right now is Paddock, Otani, Rich Hill. Do you think like Rich Hill bringing him back next year? <laughs> we, we have to. His grandfather. <laughs> what is What has Alec Manoa not done good enough to be – Above Zach because it doesn't matter right now. (laughs) He gets his start. You know what I mean. But you know what? I mean, the top of the rotation there: Paddock, Mm -hmm. Otani, and Manoa. I know it's a good start. And we look at your offense. Let's see what do we got here. We've got Tommy Edmond. Is Paddock even in the rotation? Paddock is back. Paddock is back. Yes. And pitched very well last week. Pitched very well last week. Yeah, twice. So Justin Turner, you didn't think you could maybe trade him or anything? (laughs) He's coming back for the push next year. Is he going to come back? Well, the cat's excited about it, understandably. (laughs) Your boy, what are are you by Otani, man? Trey Mancini. How old is Mancini? 30? 31? I think a little older. You're going to protect Brandon Crawford? What a season he's had. He's been awesome. Like to think I wanted Nick Ahmed before him. Oof. Right. You were upset. You lost. But Crawford's been one of the better players in the league. Now, yep. nobody would have guessed that. Nobody. You know, nobody. But... Is Steven Duggar coming back? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. But you, hey, have a, you have the nucleus of a pretty nice team here. Well, I am seven games over 500 for crying out right. loud. Not, right. You know, it's trending there. Trending. Trending. Right. I just, I'm concerned about the length of how much time will be required for this trend. There's no. To consummate in something. Well, it's Mark Shapiro. It's about sustainability. We want to. <laughs> Nice, nice use of some corporate yeah, speak there. That's right. You're just gonna take your low hanging fruit. Yeah, that's right. Right. Just hang in the pennant race. Just right. And we'll, yeah. we'll parking lot that question and that idea and see yeah. what I'm trying to think of all the stupid corporate. I want to do note that I do get one abuse comment like this each podcast. This seems who? to be you generally. <laughs> <Me>? <laughs> These are yeah. your <laughs> definitely your questions. I was just minding my own business. I'm looking for compelling content. I think the last the last podcast was will Mal waste Otani's career? (laughs) (laughs) And there was another one. That was a while ago. They've been recorded. They're documented. (laughs) Did you figure out the Pittsburgh over under thing? Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you actually. Do you have all our stats there actually? The one I'm going to say... I, I do apologize, Jesse. Who was your team again? It was the the Cubs. Uh, Cubs. Shit, that's the one I, I didn't mark down. It's not going. That's okay. Off. It's uh, not going. Cubs gonna win. Uh, no, I, I thought I took like their over wasn't high though, right? Right. Or under like 
because I can't. It was like 65 games or something. Oh, wait a minute. I can pull it up. I can pull it up. The Cubs were, sorry, man, 78 and a half. Really? Wow. I thought it was 68 and a half. No, no. Now, that being said, the Pirates need to win 58 for the the, the wager to win. Um, They got to win nine. Where are they at? They got to win nine games. They got to win nine games. Uh, the Colorado Rockies were uh, cannot win sixty six games. It's kind of what do they need four, something like that. They're at sixty three and seventy five. <laughs> four more, it's three more, and it's all over. And uh, the Cardinals were at eighty six and a half, so I need to get the eighty seven for Bobby. How many? Are they at seventy three, or are they at? They're at sixty nine. Yeah, I'm mixing them up because I know they were chasing seventy three. Yeah, Cincinnati's got 73. They're at 69. That's going to be tough. There's one, Bobby, are your boys going to make playoffs or what? No. How come? They have blown a lot of games in the last two weeks. They had a walk-off grand slam against them. And he was strutting, too. What's his name? Who's the guy from Milwaukee? The guy looks like a truck driver. Oh, uh, uh, Oh, uh, uh, Vogelback. Vogelback. Yeah, Jesus. he's strutting after that. The, the one week, the one week, like, oh. the one week Blue Jay last year. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's and then, tough. Uh, two games before that was a, a three run home run walk off. Um, they had a game last week where they had a five run lead going into the ninth inning and they blew it. So just awful. Alex Reyes has been, he's gone from the best closer in the league up to like the all-star break to I don't even want him pitching in a game when they're up by 10 at this point. <laughs> so I, I'm going to say, no, they're not making the playoffs. They, they've blown too many games. They've lost their chance. I would love to see the stats on, you remember a few years ago when using a ton of relievers really became in vogue yeah. and it felt like you couldn't hit these relievers. And it feels like now, it's and I don't know if it's because of overuse or pitchers make or hitters making adjustments, but it feels like there just isn't that as many dominant relief pitchers as there used to be when that first really became huge. Am I like you guys feeling what I'm saying, or does that seem off? Yeah, I think it started with kind of the Cleveland thing with Andrew Miller, and you know what I mean, like, right? Like, yeah, 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 like, exactly. It is like we get to the point where we're just using too many guys who aren't Andrew Miller. You know, just not so great, you know? Yeah. And they get exposed at some point. I don't know. It's kind of how it feels, man. I don't know if that's right. But. Yeah, no, that's my feeling. There's just too many guys going out there, breaking down because they're being overused. Look at the Jays. But I yeah. think the starting staff now is strong enough that they don't – they could probably get by. Well, they've been fortunate. Just Bobby's score sheet strategy and cap mole off at eight. So no, you don't have to take him out of the lineup at all, and just let the pitchers go right to the end. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, like what? Like imagine if major league managers started using eight hooks. <laughs> I mean, they do that for Louis Castillo in Cincinnati. I can tell you that he's not coming out before he's given up eight runs, which drives me bananas. But but they're. I mean, most teams are are running out there at three. So I don't know. Crazy. I think, I think we're pretty much... Uh, yeah, that's, uh, time is up, I think. Okay, it was a pleasure. You know what, Mal? I promise next time I won't say... No, no. I, in fact, I, I, I demand it. And we need to... demand it. So, okay, yeah, well, yeah. 
I'm expecting something good. I actually. probably would have done it anyway. I'd yeah, that's pretending. right. Yeah. I thought it'd be a nice gesture to pretend. Well, to close it out. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, that's I all I can really do is pretend not to be a dick. It's the only <laughs> thing I really have in my arsenal. Right? Yeah, I did. So, I did want I'm to getting, shame out yeah. that Mill Street Organic is now has an IPA. Well, there you go, my friends. Yeah. See? Now you have to try it. So I'm going. Is this like two shows in a row with you and Mill Street? Mill Street yeah. Organic. Hey, it's my beer choice for my ballpark, man. I got to promote it. <laughs> right, right. Are you like taking on like a vlogging career? Have you decided <laughs> to stop managing a restaurant, and become like a vlogger? Not really. No, I don't. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> It, when I when I do get a free moment, yeah, <laughs> yeah Mill Street Organic, yeah. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Mill Street Organic. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> see you guys. It's a pleasure, guys. Right, Take folks. care. Okay. See you. See you.